0: Hi, I'm Kyle Gois, and welcome to the Inwards and Onwards podcast. For the longest time, I've been fascinated to understand more about showing up authentically, vulnerably, and presently in life. As such, I started to understand that my external world was a reflection of my inner one. And when I've had moments of hitting rock bottom or needing to pivot in my life, I've had to go inwards to move onwards. So come join me as I explore other people's journeys, from entrepreneurs to coaches, spiritual teachers, friends, and beyond as we learn their innermost thoughts and peel back the layers to share the moments where they've had to go inwards to move onwards. Let's jump in. To all the men out there who are trying to figure out what it actually means to show up as a quote-unquote man, I want you to know that you are not alone. What does healthy masculinity truly look like and what does it entail? Well, you're just going to have to listen in. Gonzalo Cardozo, a close friend of mine, reveals that it goes beyond superficial stereotypes and embraces the multifaceted dynamics of masculine and feminine energies that actually reside in each one of us. He shares insights into the balance between strength and vulnerability, structure and flow, and doing versus being. Through his own experience, Gonz illuminates the significance of acknowledging and integrating these energies within ourselves leading to a more harmonious and authentic expression of masculinity. Healthy masculinity is not about overpowering, suppressing, or hiding the feminine within, but rather embracing the richness and diversity of both in your human experience. He shares his insights, struggles, and challenges, highlighting the importance of vulnerability, role modeling, and community in cultivating healthy relationships within ourselves and those around us. Join us as we unravel Gons' extraordinary narrative and discover the invaluable lessons he's learned along the way. Prepare to be moved, motivated, and empowered as we delve into the depths of his journey and explore the intricate dance of masculine and feminine energies within each of us. So, grab a seat, open your mind, and get ready to explore the limitless possibilities of healthy masculinity. Welcome, welcome, Gons. Uh, I am... Super excited, mate. You are one person I've been uh, waiting to get uh, onto the podcast just with the experiences we shared together and Mm. the knowledge and wisdom that you hold as well, especially around relationships, healthy, unhealthy, toxic toxic masculinity, Mm. understanding that polarity between feminine and masculine energies in the body. So, mate, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, I feel like this has been coming for a little while. So, uh, um, really glad that uh it's finally synchronized and we're we're both able to come together and sort of have have this chat and hopefully share a little bit of wisdom from from our own journeys individually but also uh also together so yeah absolute pleasure thanks for having me hey
0: no my pleasure man and thank you um mate we're going to kick it off and get straight into it because this is uh, something I, I know we always, uh, so me and Gans have a weekly check-in men's call together. We also mm-hmm. have a men's group that we do on a fortnightly call. So we, we have a lot of these kind of uh, heart opening conversations, but also, um, you know, like uh, little breakthrough conversations and and the parallels that we share in each other's lives sometimes is a little bit scary. I'll be going through mm-hmm. something with myself, whether it's uh, in my relationship or in work, and a roadblock that I'm hitting and guns will be going through the exact same experience, but in a slightly different reality or different flavor or different, uh, experience. But then the mm. wisdom that you share from your things usually helps piece things together for me. And, you know, hopefully vice versa, the things I share piece it to you. And
1: yeah, they're just like excited, mm. excited for, uh, mm. yeah, this conversation, mm. man. So, yeah. Um, Thank you, bro. Thank you. And uh, look, I, I want to take a moment to, to acknowledge you, you know, for, for the work that you're doing here. You know, I'm, I'm so, uh, I'm so inspired by the work you're doing, via the podcast, this project, what you're sharing, you know, uh add into the world. Um, and uh, you know, come back to your point about the way we hold space for each other, you know, I I, I acknowledge you for, for that, you know, for holding a, a special place um in my life, in, in as you know, in cultivating a space for you and I to share into, um, because that's had an incredible impact on on my life, you know, in terms of being able to have other men you know in my life that i can lean on that i can trust uh that i can uh, be vulnerable with uh and you certainly certainly a big part of that and so i'm very grateful for the space that we hold uh that you Mm -hmm. hold for me and i think it really speaks into some of what we're going to share hopefully share on today right in terms of the power of men supporting each other in that way so uh thank you for the work you're doing bro it's it's Mm -hmm. it's very much needed uh it's important and yeah happy
0: to happy to share no man and thank you so much for the the kind words and yeah uh definitely uh hitting yeah hitting deep in the heart center man so i really appreciate it Mm. um mate you you know what i think you've kind of opened up the doorway already men's work Mm. right Uh, (laughs) yeah what is your definition firstly of men's work what have you done to date um yeah run us through that and what what called you as well to men's work as well
1: oh man uh, definition of men 's work i think um so so i uh i volunteer um a fair bit of my time with a um organization called the mankind project um they're an international organization that's been around since the late seventies early eighties started in the u s uh and slowly branched out into internationally now in all parts of the world uh all over europe um through australia uh the americas and um uh i I describe the you know so that's all about men's work we run um uh, initiation programs rites of passage programs for men um circles uh, men's men circles all around the world that cultivate spaces for for men to um to feel supported you know to feel heard to feel seen um so it's super important work and um it's something i really I've only discovered relatively um, not, not long ago, you know, it's probably sort of three or four years ago that, um, I came to know man's work. I'll talk about how I discovered it in a sec, but, um, for me, um, you know, if I think about the work and the purpose of the work that we do through mankind project, it's, it's a big part of it is about helping us come home to ourselves. Mm. You know, it's about really, um, slowing down and, um, helping us really look inwards you know to understand um, who we truly are and who we want to be in the world you know for ourselves first and foremost for our families our loved ones our uh, our friends our communities that we support uh, be it in our personal or professional lives you know and so um, for me that's uh, that's important because in my experience um, a lot of men are lost in that right, because of uh, the pressures of the modern world. You know, I think there's a lot of expectation around who we feel we might need to be. You know, in the mm. world, um, be it like for me, one of those uh, places in is in the corporate world. I do a lot of my professional work in the corporate world. Um, you know, and uh, aside from all the beautiful gifts that's that's given me uh, and experiences you know, it can come with a lot of challenges too, right, in terms of how um, men might feel like they need to show up in, in spaces like that, you know, um, and not being able to uh, fully be themselves, you know, their fully expressed authentic selves. Um, yeah, and that's just one example. I think, you know, we see a lot of that in in the world at large, um, you know, speaking really generally, I guess, you know, I think so many men um, don't feel like they can um be fully themselves um, and perhaps need to feel like they need to hide parts of themselves or in many cases, you know, coming back to my point around coming home is haven't even really spent the time connecting with who they are. You know, Mm. they've been, a lot of us have really come up through life learning from who others are being role-modeled certain things, you know, perhaps healthy, perhaps unhealthy. Um, And, a lot of us haven't really done the work to understand, deeply understand, what type of man I want to be, you know. Mm. And so, um, I guess that's that's what's brought me to to the men's work, you know. Is, is um, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to um, have. It's actually I, ha- I had a friend that um, shared a documentary with me. It's called uh, it's called The Work. Uh, maybe I can share the details uh with him. Yeah. You know you might be able to link it in the show notes, but um, yeah, 100%. and uh it's it's linked to some of the work that uh, Mankind Project do in uh in the US and they do some of this work in um high security prisons um with incarcerated men and um it basically films the experience of these men as they as they go through a, a rite of passage program um into to explore what it means to be, uh, to, to be a healthy sort of masculine um, man in the modern world, um, and to discover what that looks like for themselves, and and it's it's incredibly powerful documentary, um, because it really shows the transformation of those men. You can imagine, you know, some of the uh, some of the trauma, the experiences that those men are uh, mm-hmm. holding and live with, and uh, to see them transform so powerfully you know right before your eyes in this experience it just absolutely blew me away and I was like wow like what is this Um, I'd never seen or been exposed to to that work before and so I was like as soon as I saw that I was like that's for me Mm, that's for me like it just called it just called to me Um, and anyway it took some years to, to finally sort of really get to a p- place where maybe i was ready to sort of fully step into it um and you know obviously you and i were, were connected by this point and um it really wasn't that long ago that that we did our rite of passage right with yeah, On project back in march in bellingen um yeah last year march 2020, and, yeah, um,
0: 2022 and even that yeah. i just want to put it out there like Guns has this natural aura around him, just in terms of the way you show up vulnerably, authentically in your own life, and and like even when we first connected, how you showed up like that for for me and and Savage at the time, and I remember like as soon as you were like, oh yeah, I'm doing this, I was like, I'm in. I didn't even ask. I had no idea what this was. (laughs) it was like, yep, sign me in. It was like I had just so much trust. uh, trust, Yeah, full trust and Uh, surrender to thank you, bro. To you, man. So I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that, I guess that's how that's how we discovered the, the the work Right, I guess, for me a little bit about what men's work is and, and, and why it's so uh, important.
0: Yeah. And look, I want to go back to this, you, you said the phrase, um, it's men coming home to themselves. Um, mm. I want to just uh, maybe expand that a little bit of what that means to you, what that means to someone else, because when you say coming home to yourself, where especially when you talk about society and we're talking about the corporate world and things like that, which you know, I would say, at least I'm still operating in, you're still operating in. A lot of men, uh, you know, can be operating in this space. How do you come back to yourself when you don't even know who yourself is? Like, you mm-hmm. know, so you're like, mm-hmm. I'll come back to yourself, but you're like, there's so many layers of trauma, mm-hmm. of dis- detachment, um, of uh, 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 disconnect through to not just yourself but to others around you and stuff like that. That sometimes coming home to yourself just it feels so sad. it feels like miles and miles and miles apart the universe is apart mm, mm, what does mm. coming home to yourself mean how do you how did you start taking steps to get there
1: yeah well it, it that's a great question maybe the best way to describe it is like through my own experience uh, through my yeah. through my own um, journey with with that so um for me, what coming home looked like to myself is doing the work to understand um what does being a man mean for me you know to 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 explore to deeply contemplate um the sort of man that i want to be in the world which is something mm-hmm. i hadn't really ever done not intentionally anyway it's something that i'd learned it's something that i'd sort of had thoughts and beliefs around that i think were largely cultivated by my upbringing you know by my own parents you know by people around me by learning through other men um through society through the movies mm-hmm. you know the things i watched things i read social media all of those things you know helped influence um, who i thought i needed to be but what i realized when i stepped into this work is that i had never really taken the time to deeply understand and embody Um, the type of man that I wanted to be, you know, through a through a um, I guess through the the right questioning, you know, through Mm. the right challenge, um, through really holding up the mirror to look at um the man perhaps I was becoming, and what I liked and what I didn't like about that, you know, Mm. and so, um. I guess what I mean by coming home to to myself, like for me, um, I guess it really gave me the opportunity to shine a light on the parts, all the parts of me, you know, that, that make me who I am, Um, be it, you know, and the the different roles that I play as a man, Um, be it as a husband and life partner, um, be it as a father, I've got two, two young children, you know, be it as a, a, you know, a brother, a son, um, a friend, um, a professional, um, you know, the, these are all the different roles you know that that I wear, you know, as 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 a man, and um and with that comes a whole bunch of, I guess, expectations, you know, mm. um and so, um. Through coming home to myself, you know, and doing and and doing this work, it's what I got to do is. Re-establish a relationship with myself um, in terms of um, getting really, cl- getting real clear around important things such as um, what's important to me. You know, what are some of the principles and the beliefs that I want to hold in terms of how I show up for people and in the world, right? Mm. What's important to me in terms of where I'm going and my vision for life, you know, and what success looks like. And that was important because um, it gave me an opportunity to sort of redefine and reframe what success looks like for me. You know, I, I was coming up in the world with a very specific view of success, you know, and for me at the time, you know, a lot of that was about um, material success, you know, financial success, professional success. And I was putting a lot of my time and energy into that and that's all good. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not judging that in any way. I think through persevering and, um, and leaning into those spaces, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been able to achieve a lot and it's, and, and it's, um, again, it's brought many wonderful things into my life, but I got to realize that that was just one aspect of me. And there was all these other layers and all these other things, um, that, uh, that were important to me as well, you know, in terms of, how i how i love in the world mm. you know um the sort of impact i want to have on people around me you know um how i um how i make a difference in the world you know mm. how i um that the sort of man i want to be for for others in terms of their supporting their journey you know their healing um i got to discover that all of these things were also Really important for me, you know, in terms of yeah. defining who I am and defining who I wanted to be in the world, and so um you know uh, it allowed me to come back to that, you know it allowed me to actually really come back to those things that were sort of in here and and I sort of I point to here, I point to my heart space not 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 here, you know because that's what coming home means to me it's about stepping into this, you know, and really, um, coming back into alignment, you know, with, with who I am, you know, with, with, um, who I was born to be, you know, so and
0: you, you, you kind of, you, 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 stepped, uh, you, you, touched on this and, and I want to explore this because this part is really, I find this, it's quite important. You said like to uncover your true self like your, your, your inner alignment was asking the right questions and, you know, going through the right challenges. Like that's kind of the, those two words you kind of said before. And and why that was with what you shared is sticking with me is that when we are as men kind of exploring ourselves, it is really confusing. Or at least I have found it for myself quite confusing. One, to know whose voice is in my own head what narrative mm. is playing and is it my own narrative that i'm saying or is that you know i i, I like the the question is like whose voice is that you know uh, so when you're thinking something it's like whose voice is that is that yours is it your dad's is it your granddad's is it your mm. uncles is it your fe- a friend who you know like these people like different people when you can ask that because you can at least step a little bit outside of yourself and be, be a bit more of the observer not judge yourself you know for having that thought because you might be like oh i'm thinking this but then you're like oh that was not didn't i don't think that was a good thought but then you can ask yourself, whose voice was that was that actually your voice or was it someone else's voice? And majority of the time, it's never like, I, I feel like there's an innocence with our own voice, but it's just ma- masqueraded with like all the other shit that we've experienced and lived in our lifetime that mm. Mm. clouds that. How do you, or what questions do you ask yourself to know that that's your voice? One, how do you then differentiate? Because, you know, say, and, and I, I'm just thinking like, you know, a little bit outside the box, but like, you know, what about people who are trying to come back to themselves but the voices in their head are so loud, one, that they find it d- too hard to differentiate what's their own true inner voice. Two, mm. um, when they're trying to differentiate their own true inner voice, how do you know like what's good and what's bad? You know, And I know that's a, a very arbitrary terms in this kind of men's work, but I mean, good and bad isn't like, if this voice is like, how do I know this voice that I'm listening to is my own? And if it is my own, is it a good voice that I'm listening to, or is it built up by trauma right now that I've mm. I, I've obtained, and maybe I'm approaching this with a unhealthy view of this? Like you know, like uh, and we'll, we'll we'll go into this later on. But it's like this is what I'm talking about that kind of toxic masculinity side of things, right? It's like, mm. oh, my voice in my head is I want to help my wife. Yeah, I want to, have, mm. but you know how I'm going to do this is trying to solve every single problem of hers. That's mm. not fully helping my wife in that kind of sense. But it's like, how do you know? Oh, that. but I was trusting my inner voice, right? Like I was trying to be there and help, like, you know, and, and I know there's more layers to this, but I'm just trying to understand what are those questions you ask yourself? How do you then differentiate the kind of, so to speak, right from wrong action or good from bad action?
1: Mm, interesting. Yeah, look, it, it's it's a good question. And I, I totally relate to what you're saying, you know, about, about the voices. Um, you know, I, th- I think... What I, what I want to sort of speak into there is that in my experience through this work is as you start to deepen into, um, you know, some of those aspects of yourself that I mentioned earlier, in my experience that the vo- your, your true voice, your authentic voice becomes louder, it becomes mm-hmm. more clear, you know, and you start to develop a relationship with that voice, you know, in, 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 a, in a deeper way. Um, and so coming back to your question around what questions do I ask for myself? I actually think it's less about thinking and more about feeling, mm. you know? So I think um, for me, the way I align more with that voice, it, you know, thinking about it now, it's, it's actually something that I feel in my body, not... And less so about what I think, you know. Mm-hmm. So when when you ask me, like, what questions do I ask? I actually, I'm not even sure that I sit there and ask myself questions from a mental space, you know, or in that sort of real practical way, like I normally would when I'm trying to solve a problem for work or something. What I find myself doing more and more now to come big back into sort of that alignment with that voice or, Hey, is this aligned for me is it is it is it aligned with who I am who I want to be um for me it's something that you that's that's so you feel into you know mm. you feel your way through rather than think your way through um mm. Mm. that's
0: how I interpret it yeah, no no true, true, and even like w- with what you're saying, I was like as I asked that question and you started speaking I was like, man I went. All in my head in terms of Mm. (laughs) that question and the the response we're looking for rather than feeling through it. Because I was like, I know that that's one of the biggest things is that we're we're taught to, you know, respond through here, the mind, right? Rather than respond through here, the heart, you know? Yeah. And even though the heart has, you know, what it's like, the the heart has like 40,000 neural connections, which is like way more than the brain actually has but it's like we've just in today's society unfortunately we've just been told to respond to the brain because that's got mm. the answers that's got what we need rather than listen to it. the heart which actually is connected somatically to the rest of the body and actually gives you these when i say somatically it's like it's like it gives you like a bottom up approach your body will tell you what it needs through that feeling and actually tapping into that feeling mm. you know mm. so, yeah um,
1: you know what, what what i'd say is um just just to add on to that because i'm sure some people might be listening to that and going you know what what like what does that? What does it actually look like? You know, what, what does that? What does that mean? Um, to feel into it, you know, and, and I think coming to connect it back to what you're saying about the heart, you know, is that, you know, I think the point you're making is the heart is incredibly intelligent, you know, but but some of us don't even realize that there's that that intelligence is is there, you know, and it's right there between in the center of our bodies, and um, it is incredibly powerful when we can tap into it. You know, and that's when I say feeling into something, It means dropping down, actually intentionally bringing your awareness down into your body and more into your heart space out of your head and into your heart, as they say, you know, and um, what does that actually look like? It means like slowing down, you know, Mm. it means taking a moment, you know, it means um, going inwards. Yeah, it means... Um, you know, maybe just closing your eyes and pausing and allowing yourself to feel. You know, it's an, and it's amazing, like, as you start to do that more and learn that more as a practice, um, it's amazing how quickly things can shift. You know, it's amazing how quickly those insights can come to you or you can answer sort of that question that you're holding as you're saying um, to, to get a different outcome. You know, to bring a different energy and a different intention to something that 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 creates a different outcome. You know, from a heart space, not a head space. And so, mm. I think that's incredibly powerful. It's certainly been really, really powerful for me. I, I think the challenge with it, though, um, as we learn to do, to to do that, is I think coming back to, to your question earlier around questions, it's it can actually be really difficult to do that on your own initially. You know, um, I, I think. To, to to learn to learn this stuff because i mean where do we learn this from you know like mm. it's 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 um it's certainly not common um it, you know it, it sounds like sort of common sense right in in some ways but it certainly doesn't feel that common for for me as a way of being uh for men mm. um i think it's starting starting to see it a lot more which is which is really beautiful but um you know, I think th- this is where guided experiences and um, things like rites of passage um, are so important, are so incredibly valuable and why I sort of come back to this work time and time again, because I had the gift and um, was so fortunate like you to be able to go through an experience where we were taught these things. We weren't we were taught, but we were shown. We were role modelled mm-hmm. by other powerful men, other wise men that have walked that path before us and, and were able to then show us and share their wisdom with us. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what rites of passage are about and initiations are about, you know, um, to initiate men into these new ways. Well, old ways, actually ancient yeah. ways that have yeah. been lost, you know, um, and yeah. And this is, you know, what I'm talking about just one small aspect of those experiences, but um, I guess the point I'm making is that it can be really difficult on your own, you know, yeah. to, to shift the dynamic, you know, to to start living and being in a different way. And mm. you know, I'm very thank- thankful, I'm very grateful that I've had exposure to, um this work you know to these communities whether it be through through mankind project or you know organizations like becoming that i've done a lot of work with um yeah you know i've I've been very fortunate in that way to to be guided by others you know other teachers other other wise um people that that have shared their medicine and experience with me you know and that and that's slowly permeating and and now i'm able to share it with others
0: and and I, i i wanted to kind of Rewind and explain a little bit about this rites of passage when we talk about men's initiation or rites of passage. It, it can be, uh, I, 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 at least for me, when I first looked at this, I remember it was it can be a bit of an overwhelming term just because it's not some it's not common language. We don't use rites of passage in today's yeah. society. You know, yeah, we don't sure. use men's initiation in today's society. um When we talk about this rites of passage, men's initiation, the the core of how I've always understood it was like we never got to. Be given the right kind of parenting or understanding or regulation of who we are who we're meant to be how do we start tapping and allowing ourselves to step into actually showing up as a man and the mm. dynamics of what a man was portrayed to me you know as and and, and this is kind of this is my own story is that like you know i was told you know boys don't cry right crying is just it's something that's shown as weak it's show, shown as lesser so you not understand how to express then like and, and just by being told like boys don't cry that expression of that emotion of like whether it's hurt, whether it's pain, whether it's embarrassment, whether it's sadness, you're not giving you've stopped now an avenue for that emotion to be released, that charge to be you know uh, uh, um, uh, expelled from your body. When we were talking about this rights of passions and stuff, it's actually going like wait, this is what a healthy man looks like, and what a healthy man looks like is different for everybody. But that's actually what a healthy man looks like. There's not one type, you know big you know uh if you're talking about like the uh 90s 80s whatever look of a man it was like you know hairy chest big you know broad shoulders and all that stuff very rugged kind of thing always doing the protector the provider kind of role and there's a certain dynamic that is good and healthy in that but it's like then it's like not doesn't really have the strong relationship with the kids it's more just like they harsh with their words very um controlling in, in what they do and all that stuff uh is the problem solver but doesn't know how to hold space you know those kind of things Mm-hmm. Um, and I, why I'm saying this is that I was like, yeah, when, when you start realizing that every man has its, like you, your, your truth in these rites of passage and these, these, um, initiations is to uncover your own essence. It's actually going like, Hey, all these stories that are built up that are no longer saving you in terms of who you want to be, how you want to show up in your family, in your relationship, in your friendships, uh, you know, in, in your community, if they're no mm-hmm. longer saving you and all that stuff. What are you then doing or how are you understanding to change that? Are you doing or taking any steps to change that? Because otherwise, it's like, like you said, like men trying to do this on their own. They don't realize how many layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of shit they've consumed, they've absorbed, not only from their early childhood, but then they keep getting this reinforced later in adulthood. You know, Mm because your brain kind of looks for those signs of like, oh, this was a shitty experience. I'm going to reinforce this with this, uh, like, you know, by this was, this is the result I got. So it's like, uh, an example of what I'm trying to say is like you know the first time you want to show up and be vulnerable in your community, mm. you get shut mm. down. Some other mm. person or mm. some other guy unfortunately might be like, "Oh, what? why are you being a little you know the, you know a, a pussy or a you're being a sook or whatever the ca- whatever the case may be whatever you know insult they want to throw at you, right But mm. that then reinforces you going like, oh, that's why i'm not I'm not meant to be vulnerable. that's why I'm not to show up." But it's Mm -hmm. like all this work is actually showing you the power of vulnerability. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Brene Brown does a lot of work in this space and it's beautiful. Um, But it's actually showing you the power of vulnerability, the power of having healthy men's circles, the power of actually what it means to them as you step from like, and it's like we like, you know, you you said this is ancient knowledge. It's like, you know, way back when in different ancient cultures, uh, you know. Uh, they would go through this piece where it's like boys to even become a man had to go through these like certain trials, tribulations, uh, trials or challenges in their lives to actually get initiated as a man. And a lot mm-hmm. of this involved like looking into those deeper, darker, uglier places of themselves so that mm-hmm. they can actually mm-hmm. then go like, holy crap, this is um, I didn't I didn't like that part of myself, but it's like that part is me. And until mm-hmm. you can bring that part into alignment with you, you can't actually move forward. You'll always have this weight dragging you backwards you know mm, and that's that it's yeah. that it's that kind of uh yeah uh integrating all that darkness all that shadow with the light and actually showing you that the light and darkness are one and the same it's, it's just beautiful. you know mm. different experiences so yeah so yeah
1: beautifully said sorry. brother that's uh, the I, the I, c- I couldn't agree more you know i think um right the passage is really it's changed my life mm. it's changed my life you know as a form of development um you know t- as to to build on what you were saying you know what what the indigenous cultures understood very well um you know in the first nations peoples is is that is the power of community you know in mm-hmm. um how we how we raise um and develop uh, how we raise children and, and develop human beings you know and um I think unfortunately throughout the years that's a practice that's been has been lost in many ways you know um it's it's almost like an ancient technology you know that 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 has been lost and and thankfully I'm so grateful that that it's coming back and it's coming back in a big way you know and um rites of passage are so important you know um it, it, look, m- Maybe let's take a moment to define like what a, what a rite of passage is. Like For me, a rite of passage is an experience. It's a facilitated experience, an intentional experience that's designed and facilitated to help a person move, to transition from one place to the next. You know, mm-hmm. And in ancient times, uh, for, for, for thousands of years, they've been used as a way for boys, in one example... There's lots of different rites of passage. There's rites of passage for for, um, all kinds of things, you know. But but in this case, um, used commonly for boys to help them transition into becoming a man Um, and to your point, to help them discover what that looks like for themselves and to define that for themselves rather than um, have um, uh, someone else define that for them. So uh yeah um why I th- why I think it's so important is that um to your point um what oh sorry the, the other thing I wanted to add to that is that that's always done in a communal setting right mm. it, it's always done facilitated in a, through through community not through one individual right? mm. um and there's immense power in that right because because of the shared knowledge and wisdom and experience yeah, that can be imparted you know, on that boy or those young men, um, but also because of the role modeling that happens, right? They get to see with their own eyes and feel with their own body um, mm. what it looks like from different perspectives, not just one man. You know? mm. and if you think that if, if you translate that back to how we you know how we sort of tend to do that in our modern society if if i sort of pick parenting for example and again i sort of talk to my own experience with with fabian my son you know um so much of his upbringing has been through my own direct experience and Nadia's, you know mm. so much of um the wisdom that we're sharing and experience that we're sharing to help him understand who he is and navigate the world is through my own direct experience um obviously to an extent you know to other other men in his life our friends you know uncles family all those things which which we naturally learn from um as as well you know but um i think for the most part our children spend um you know, the the their most time and and learn most things, in terms of what it means to be a man through through us, right? As yeah. as as parents and and through what we see out there in the world, and so, um, coming back to a rite of passage, it's a rite of passage is intentionally designed to help someone um, go through a process, right, to of discovery, you know, to mm-hmm. to help them start to define it you know, um, started to define themselves in, in a new way. And so what I love about that, um, coming back to the intention, intention, intentionality behind those experiences <laughs> is that, um, it's, it's really those experiences are crafted in a way to support transformation, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're, they're incredibly powerful. They're incredibly sacred in my experience. Um, and um, they can leave someone with um, quite a different view, right, of mm. of, of themselves in a, in a good way. You know, coming back to some of the things that you were sharing in terms of what happens in in some of those experiences and the type of man, work that men do. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's mm. that's that's my experience with with rites of passage and why, and why they're so valuable. What, what what
0: was the probably you know. Uh, one of your biggest challenges that you say when we did the MKP together, what was one of your biggest challenges that you had to overcome, or that you maybe were able to transform in that experience? Just oh, to give a bit question. more of an example perspective. I know there was a lot, but one, yeah. uh, one that kind of resonates quite deeply for you.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. So there was many, but perhaps the one I can talk to most powerfully is, is is relationship. You know, mm-hmm. um, so. I have been in a relationship with my wife, my life partner, Nadia, for 27 years. We, we're <laughs> high school sweethearts. We met um, in, uh, wow. in high school, um, I think maybe 14 and, and then got together at 15. So we've been together since then. You know, yeah. a few breakups in between when we're younger, as you do when you're teenagers. <laughs> but, but for the most yeah. part, it's been a 27-year journey and married for 15 years um and so you know going back a few years and sort of why I came part of the reason why I came to to this work was because um my relationship wasn't where I wanted it to be you know mm-hmm. and I knew there was part of that was about how I was showing up in the relationship you know but I didn't know I couldn't quite put a finger on what was wrong or 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 how I needed to fix it I just knew that I needed to do something different, mm. you know? And so um, my calling to to that first rite of passage experience was very much about how do I transform my relationship, you know? Mm. Um, and for me, what I felt I wanted was um, a fully expressed, fully authentic, deep, relationship you know based on a deep sense of love and care and a lot of those things that we already had but but there was there was levels of that that were missing you know those levels mm-hmm. there was just a depth that I was looking for you know and a, a depth of intimacy that I was looking for and I think Nadia was looking for too that that um I felt like we needed to to get to so um as a result of, 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 doing that work and not necessarily just that experience specifically, but although I think it was a massive catalyst for, for, for us getting to the place we are now, um, it, it, it brought that about, it, you know, it's, it's brought that about in our relationship. So, so, mm. you know, where we are now is in a completely different place. You know, we are at the level of the way our love has deepened, even after all these years, you know, and is deepening still, you know. Mm. Um, geez, yeah, I'm actually moved by it now because it's it's just so yeah. rich, you know, and and it nourishes me in so many ways, in in new ways that that I wasn't never even expecting, you know and um obviously a lot of that is 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 credit to um to my wife and who she is you know as a human being but um i think a lot of the work that we've done together has come through this work that i've done and um getting to realize how i was showing up in a relationship Mm -hmm in the relationship that was actually um, um, blocking, you know, a, l- a lot of these things that I was trying to manifest for us, you know? And so what, what, you know, what does that actually mean? What does, what does that look like? It means, you know, in some ways I was withholding, you know, in, in some ways I wasn't showing up fully for for her or in the relationship, not allowing certain aspects of myself to be seen, you know, feeling like I needed to, hide aspects of myself and who i was or Mm. um even for the most part actually the way i was communicating you know the way i was actually showing up in communication in conversation in relationship in in presence you know and um for me so much of this 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 work that that we do is is really about um healing the relationship between the masculine and and, and feminine dynamic you know and in my case obviously what that looks like is the relationship with with my wife um uh you know as one example but but um yeah through through me doing my own work and starting to change and show up differently for her what that's allowed is for her to open you know Mm. for her to feel more safe for her to feel like she can trust me more wholly and fully for her to see me more wholly and fully for who i am as not just her partner and husband but as a human being you know Mm. and so um what comes with that is new levels deep levels of of trust connection Mm. intimacy um love sexuality you know um that um many of us are are wanting you know i know you can speak to this as well you know through Mm. through the journey that you and savage have been on so um to wrap this all up i guess what i'd say is that um i got to realize who i was being in the relationship and got to realize um the impact that that was having and got to then choose something differently as a result, Mm. and to start to be in a different way. Um, And I'm so grateful for that, because that's then allowed Nadia to fully step in to that with me. And, Mm. um, you know, and the places we're getting to now are just uh, magical.
0: And I think you're opening up the flower right now. This is a beautiful transition into what I think you hold so much wisdom um about but in terms of in relationships. Firstly, twenty-seven years you've been (laughs) together. High school sweethearts, man. That is crazy, right? And you just like when you actually look at that, you're just like, what? Um high school sweethearts still together, have gone through a lot of transformation. And this the, the reason why I want to go now transition into this side of things of like relationship, that masculine and feminine dynamics. This is something I don't, I feel like it's not talked about much at all. Um, and if anything, it's it's quite a um, a shameful, embarrassing kind of topic to discuss with people. Um, literally just the other day, I was having a conversation with one of my friends and the same sort of feeling and thoughts had come up where it was like, you feel embarrassed and ashamed to talk about the challenges that you face or you've gone through in your relationship and you know or or if you have you know like you know i I now define it as like an unhealthy or toxic masculinity kind of energy comes out within me um but you get embarrassed to even share that with someone because you're like oh like were they going to judge me for this are they going to question me do they Mm. not want to be my friends are they going to isolate themselves from me because of this but the truth is like the more we are able to share about this the more we're able to start creating awareness and once we start creating awareness for other people and within ourselves then i feel like that awareness allows for mobilization of change but mm. only until we can start creating awareness do we w- without awareness we don't even be able to mobilize anything so um this is something yeah i want to talk a lot more on um and one thing that i wanted you to maybe see what your definition of this is is what do you firstly understand as masculine and versus feminine and also can you explain a little bit more about what that means within the body or within within you within oneself rather than mm. this concept that we have that men are masculine only and should only be masculine female should only be feminine you Mm. know in that kind of uh Mm.
1: uh, dynamic Mm. yeah beautiful um yeah look it's 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 a big topic you know and 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 i think it's it can be a tricky one as you said because um you know I, i i guess there's just so many different perspectives and and ambiguity and um and even some of the language, you know, and emotion in the language can be quite, um, I think, triggering for folks, you know, just just, just the words, masculine, feminine, mm. the, you know, the fact that it's, a, you know, so I, I think so many of us attach it to um, to gender, you know, which, which personally, I just don't know that it's, that's necessarily helpful because it's actually not about gender. You know, masculine and feminine for me is about energy, you know, so the way I energy. define it is, is there's a masculine energy and there's a feminine energy and the misconception is that men are only masculine. Those who are, you know, of um, those who define themselves as, 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 as men hold a masculine energy, you know, and those who define themselves as feminine and, and, and women only hold a feminine energy, and that's completely untrue. In my experience, Mm. you know, what I've come to learn through the wisdom of others is um, actually the energies that we both hold, you know, Mm. all of us hold those energies within our bodies and um, to dive into what the masculine energetic is all about. For me, the masculine energetic is all about creation. It's about consciousness. It's about awareness. It's about the energy and the masculine is all about wanting to create in the world so it's about doing yeah it's about being in action a lot of the time you know and there's there's a natural sort of flow of energy that comes with that in the masculine where we want to feel like we're creating things in the world you know solving problems making things happen being in action right so it's very Mm -hmm. much an active energy you know whereas the feminine the feminine energy for me is all about being rather than doing right mm-hmm. it's about the life force and tapping into the life force that exists you know in all things in us in particular as humans it's it's about holding space it's about slowing down it's actually not about doing it all it's about being completely um just whole, you know, mm. and, um, and in stillness, you know, mm. so it's a very, it's a very different energetic, you know, mm. and um, what I've come to learn is that both are incredibly valuable. Both are incredibly powerful in their own right. But when we can learn to cultivate both of those energies together, it's it's amazing what can happen, you know, because mm. if you think about it, we, we we all need those two dynamics in our lives, you know, um, and in relationship, which I'm sure we'll get on to, but, but, you know, when we can learn to sort of be and hold both of those spaces within us, um, you know, generally what I find what that does for me is it allows me to come more into balance. It actually yeah. allows me to find more energy, yeah, to create, to do, to, to solve. Like I actually have more physical energy, you know, um, because I can sort of be more in balance. Whereas if I'm sort of too far one way, too much in the doing um, and not enough in the sort of slowing down and, and, and being mm. um, or vice versa, um, you know, generally, sort of, I I sort of tend to tap out pretty pretty quickly. You know, you burn out, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: so, um, and and even on that, I just want to kind of expand a bit more on that, right? And and it was interesting, like, you, you, everyone's got their own kind of definitions that they create, mm-hmm. right? Because what you said, I love that that simple split of like masculine's about doing, feminine's about being, like embodiment. And I, I love mm-hmm. that. That's a really good thing. Um, I always used to also define masculine more around like being a container. Masculine's all about structure; it's about form. Um, mm. Whereas feminine is kind of formless. It's about flow. It's about mystery. Beautiful. It's about that 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 kind of pr- presence of that. Um, I did find it interesting that you said creation for masculine because masculine for mm. me, I never, I did, I never would connect creation. Creation for me was always feminine, right? And and the reason why I think creation was feminine because I get like when you say doing. If you're saying creation from a doing perspective, yes. But creation for me with feminine was that that was because it was embodiment, it allowed for mystery and creation to occur because the masculine was all about creating that structure in the container and then the feminine mm. exposed it with that embodiment creation, you know? Mm. Um, mm. So it was just when you said creation, I was like, oh, really? Like, oh, okay. But uh, like, yeah, I'm just curious on how you saw What was the difference that you saw there when you said creation? What was that to you?
1: Yeah, like for me, creation is structure, you know? It's about yeah, the creation of, of of structures, you know, of yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. Um, yeah, be, be it in a sort of uh, physical form or non non physical form, you know. Uh, so about building things or creating process or mm. designing or holding spaces, you know, creating spaces. Um, so yeah, it can be about that as well, for for yeah. sure. You yeah, know? and.
0: And then when we were saying the the and that that's one of the more important parts is that when we look at these energy centers, these energy centers are poles within us. Yeah, as in like the energy poles within us. And I like that. Like it's like you you, you mentioned this before. It is about finding that equilibrium, that balance. And it's mm. like this is the thing is that we like again. I'm just going to bring it back to society. I think in my, my my personal opinion is society has kind of driven us down this path of like. Be you got to only be masculine to get to do things to make things happen you have to just be masculine and they forget the essence of feminine and mm. then at the same time right when you have a lot of these feminine movements you know feminism and stuff like that they're beautiful but then I think sometimes what feminism does it's like feminine feminism has been created in a masculine society that it's actually taken off some of the unhealthy traits the masculine society has mm. and they lose the essence of embodiment of being of flow of of that of that nature of like what i feel i think right with that that i was like it's so important to make sure that we're not letting society impact the actual true essence of what masculine mm. is what's feminine mm. is
1: because
0: mm. then it's like again it comes back to that what we said earlier in the, the 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 podcast where like whose voice is that you know like that Absolutely. kind of like that, that comes in my head a lot is that i'm like oh like who said that you have to be like this so that's a healthy like whereas now it's like wait this is the, if you look at it just as energy then we can move that and actually start bringing that into balance and i think balance is different for everyone yeah mm. like you might have mm. to need a little bit more masculine balance doesn't mean like an equal amount of masculine an equal amount of feminine balance is situational for me like yeah. if i'm in a certain situation i might need to be more uh, bring out more of that masculine energy in that situation whereas if i'm in another one i might be, need to bring out more of that feminine that softness that vul- like you know openness that vulnerability um and i yeah, I think that's like that's it it's it's like situational balance
1: for Agree. me as well yeah as, yeah so. yeah absolutely, you know and and that's it. Some of us um lean more towards the the masculine side of things, and um, you know we we just naturally hold tend to hold that energy more, you know we're more sort of in mm-hmm. that space of um creating you know doing. Um, thinking you know using sort of our consciousness our awareness to to create and do things in the world and and have impact you know Mm. um it's it's very much um an energy of the the head you know for me you know um to 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 use our gifts our talents um to be able to sort of solve and um um and have impact in the world you know be it on people be it on um other things uh you know so so a lot of us might naturally sort of be there more right Uh, a lot of men may find themselves more in that place you know but coming back to what you're saying earlier is that there's also this aspect of ourselves that is that is the feminine you know which is all about for me feeling you know and Mm. flowing and Mm. um you know, it's 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 a different, very different sort of space to to cultivate. And so, f- for me, what I've come to learn about myself is is actually I have a strong feminine energetic as well. You know, um, for sure, I, I, I you know I I'm in the masculine energy a lot because of just my what I do for work, my professional life. You know, like I'm just just called to be in that sort of type of um, space. You know, in 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 that energy um with with the nature of the the work that i do you know but but what i've come to learn more and more through doing more of this you know of this work is is actually to develop a connection and awareness and an appreciation for the parts of me that actually hold that that feminine energetic as well Mm -hmm. and so for me that that is yeah. allowing myself to feel you know allow giving myself permission to slow down to and and to feel to express you know um without a judgment. whole range of emotions without judgment absolutely you know um and there's power in that too you know there's yes. power in that too because what that's allowed me to do is is to start to express myself more fully you know from on an authentic and authentic place, you know, and, and that transmutes that translates into the way I show up in the world for others, it shows up in my relationships, it shows up in the way people experience me, you know, um, and, and in the way I can hold space for others, you know, that, that allows them to step into the, the, you know, those spaces of connection and intimacy with me so that there's more trust and we can, you know, mm-hmm. we can relate in a different way right and there's there's, yes. there's great things that come with that right so um yeah it's it's um it's it's pretty powerful you know as you start to bring in awareness to these things and realize how what role they play in your life um yes and um how it influences the certain outcomes
0: yeah and and the relationships how it influences and impacts the different relationships in your life from an intimate one to a friendship one you know because mm-hmm. um, you, you were just touching on that and I kind of want to let's segue into this a little bit right in your relationship what have you found is within this masculine feminine dynamics how do you find that this your natural state plays out in the relationship what was it beforehand and what has it changed into now when I say beforehand, I mean previous to the rights of passage that you had done how did you kind of show up from that energetic space in your, in your relationship and now what have you found has massively shifted and this is how you're showing up which has been you know, healthier, more beneficial and things like that. And I I share this from that perspective of like, I've had a toxic masculinity energy or what I define as toxic. Toxic, when I say toxic, I mean uh, characteristics of the masculine that has been, well, I was going to say skewed, uh, but has been, um, uh, yeah, skewed to believe that this is what needs to be done from that masculine space, but it actually is like the unhealthy side of it. that makes sense so you got the masculine Mm -hmm. energy when you got a certain experience you've got the healthy side as i you know i'm just using this as an example healthy side and unhealthy side i'll give you an example of this to put it a bit more context for me of how i've understood Mm -hmm. this is like toxic masculinity is savage is having an issue there's a there's a there's something that she's experiencing i don't want her to feel shitty or bad or anything like that so what am i do i the toxic part of me is so so the, the heart of me right my heart is like i don't want her to feel this which every person is going to have that experience. And that's normal. That shouldn't be judged. That's normal to have that, like, you know, wanting to not see your loved one or your intimate partner in this sense of like hurt or pain. Now, there's ways I can approach this. The unhealthy masculinity, which is what I've always played into because this is a dynamic I, I learned from my parents and stuff on like, you know, just without them, probably not even being aware of themselves, was to solve their problem. Not allow us to fully feel or express the emotion that she's feeling, but instead solve a problem. What can I do to get the quickest what 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 can I uh, do that will achieve the quickest outcome to stop her feeling this pain? Like it, it's it's solution mode and all this stuff. And it's driven by this need of like not wanting to see her in that pain. Right. Mm. But it's and and the core of it is like fix, fix, fix. So mm. that the reason I say that's toxic, because some people might be like, oh, well, why is that toxic? The the reason why it's toxic is I'll share the healthy side of it, and hopefully give a bit more of a polarity-go comparison, healthy masculinity in that situation is, Savage's so got a problem. I feel that pain that she's feeling. But what I'm doing now is I'm opening up space for her to allow her to fully feel and express everything that she's going through that is leading to this pain. Without judgment, without criticism. without criticism. And what that then means is that I start becoming, I look at it as like this container. And I always look at it as this, <laughs> in my head, it's this like big square container container. And that emotion that she has for that problem is water flowing in that container. My job is to go how deep and why do I make this container to allow that emotion to keep pouring in until it has nothing left to pour in. Because then what that's doing is I'm holding that space from a healthy side to allow the ex- like her to expel all this charged negative emotion, or not negative emotion, but this charged emotion she's feeling so that she can bring herself back to a place of equilibrium. And it's for me, that healthy masculine is like allowing and seeing what she needs in that moment while just listening without judgment and all that stuff, not trying to fix. And then I can ask her, what do you need now from me? Do you need Mm. a hug? Do you need me to Mm. give you advice? Do you want to brainstorm? Do you want to riff on the idea? Do you want me to just sit quietly and just be present Mm. rather than assuming the action? But I would love for your experience or your, your understanding of like, how do you define that or, or, or is it just situational, like I'm saying, but that toxic and uh, healthy oh, masculinity?
1: Look, much, much much the same, brother. Like, you, you, you just showed such a beautiful example that, that uh, you know, is very much the way I relate to it too. You know, and that's, that's how it mm. sort of shows up. Um, and I could not agree more. You know, I could not agree more as that, um, you know, that's been the shift for us too, is that... Um, you know, in those interactions, like you know, in a very, you know, if we talk about this in a very real and practical way, it's like in those conversations that we have. It's in those interactions where we're um, we're being challenged, you know, um, or um, our partner's being challenged, and and how do we relate to them differently? How do we show up differently in those interactions that allow them to feel more, more safe, more seen, you know? mm. more like heard like really heard, you know, um, and acknowledged um, without us needing to feel like we've got to fix it all the time, you know, yeah. And because again, and in in my, my experience is, is that um, so much of what um, the feminine needs, and you know, if I speak about it from, you know, our relationship is, 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 to, is to be seen you know to to be acknowledged to feel held you know so um they can fully step into that right and to and to feel safe and so it begs the question to us as as men is how are we doing that you know yeah. how how are we cultivating more of that space you know to allow that to come through right uh, is to to create more of that safety now the beautiful thing is and i think the build on this is what happens in relationship, in connection, in our relatedness, when we're able to do that. Mm. And there's some really beautiful benefits that we all get, you know, when that type of space is cultivated, right? in our in our relationship, right? Um, Some of the obvious ones like um, just greater trust, you know, greater connection you know because we're hearing we're fully seeing each other now you know um, greater obviously deeper listening you know um, more awareness um, even deeper expression I think but exp- yeah Sorry, I was greater, greater, greater greater expression of emotions greater self expression yeah. right like yeah. more sharing less withholding yeah. um, mm. but there's some other beautiful things as well which come with it right like like deeper levels of intimacy you know Mm. um and expression in in that way you know deepening of sexual connection and expression as well you know and isn't that a beautiful thing which which Mm. most of us also want in relationship you know so as we're sort of exploring it's 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 incredibly powerful this type of work you know when Mm. when you can start to work with it and, and put some intention behind it and develop some of these practices. And it's, it's really comes in quite simple ways, you know, but, but, but really profound, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, can, I can, we can talk about this for, for, for hours, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's been, uh, and you know, like uh, the other part, I guess I will, I want to share as well is that it's also not necessarily easy you know, yeah. like like relating yeah. in this Could way isn't necessarily easy. We might be saying, making it sound like it's just this <laughs> thing that you just do. You know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Mm. Um, it actually takes practice and it takes yeah. conscious awareness and it takes yeah. intention, you know. So it's something that you've got to want to do and acknowledge that it's something that's important and that you want to bring into your relationship you know, the practices mm. themselves are actually simple, you know, but um, I think what I'd say to that is, you know, if it's something that you want to learn more about, there's plenty of, of, of knowledge and wisdom out there. Um, you know, so, some, of the, some of the people that, that, that I've learned from, uh, uh, you know, men like uh, John Wineland, who I'm a big, big fan of, his, his book From the Core, um, completely changed my life when it comes to mm. um, this, this, this type of work um i think you know david data before him the way of the superior man which is obviously for you know for quite a different time which john's now sort of taken and, and i think transformed and um and and um elevated to to a different place so um learned a lot through through his teachings i've learned um, um immensely through people like um azria becker and and, and benjamin becker who are becoming who do a lot of this work um, as well, and then sort of really starting to shift some of the language and and bring a lot more awareness, you know, on mass to to the importance of, of of this of this kind of work. Um, but the other thing I'd say is, um, you know, I want to shine a light on, on 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 the importance and and the power of having other people around you, other men, women, mm-hmm. couples to support you in your journey, you know? And I, for one, am so grateful, so grateful to have had um, close friends to us that are also interested in this work and cultivating this kind of space and, and creating this level of relationship. People like Savage and yourself, people like our close friends, um, you know, John, John and Taz, you know, So, so again, come bringing it back to to community, right? Like the importance of having people around you that can hold you and support you, and have got your back, and are pushing you and challenging you as well to to lean into these things, you know. And there's no way Nadia and I would be where we are now if it wasn't for those people, you know, people like yourselves that that are also on that path, you know, also committed to 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 those things, and um, it's 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 a really important strategy, you know, is to, is to have to connect with people that um, want the same things, you know, and to open up sharing, you know, and learning. Um, and this, together.
0: And, and th- this piece, I do want to explain this, this is that like the, 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 you know, you would have heard it if you've ever done personal development, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, if you are trying to elevate, in whatever way, especially what we're talking about right now in in your relationship with that healthy, unhealthy uh, masculinity. So like say healthier masculinity and stuff like that, you need to surround yourself. It's a lot easier to kind of grow in, you know, if you're a flower trying to blossom in nourished, supported, well-fed, well-watered, a lot of sunshine kind of land than it is to do with like weeds around you, with thorn bushes around you, with, you know, unfertilized soil, those kind of things. It's not to say you can't grow still there, right and there's a different level of uh resilience that i think you need for that but it's so different because then you can it, like for me the community aspect that 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 having like-minded people around you like that you were kind of sharing before it allows me to feel less alone like and not and, and, and supported is huge right supported without a doubt but that less alone like i remember mm. there were so many times where i'm like i'm by myself on this like who else is feeling this why they like and then when we would share you like oh fuck how the hell is this guy experiencing like this parallel universe kind of experience it feels like sometimes it's like he's going through the exact same thing that mm. i've been struggling so much with and it's like then it, like it just that that aloneness allowed me to then like open up more because like when you feel alone for me at least when i felt alone i closed off naturally you know like it's kind of mm. like alone is like close off fetal position want to curl disconnect detach myself from everyone else by doing so i kind of detach myself from myself Whereas, like when I started having these conversations with you and other men, you know Miguel, Andrew, and stuff like that, and we started opening up this this kind of realm, you would start like I just I noticed that you I naturally would start being more vulnerable, being more open with my sharing because then it, it it had a certain energy or frequency to the words I was using that it would expand this vibration of going like the more I talked about this stuff, the more other people would talk, the more we would keep learning, the more we could expand. and just this beautiful energetic ball of expansion would just kind of occur from this. Mm, coming coming mm, back to thank you, um Yeah, no 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 thank you. <laughs> I, was like, no, honestly, no, and like,
1: I think oh if I can, sorry to to, yeah. to jump in there, but but I, I think you've hit on something super important, you know, and I want to sort of try and connect the dots of of mm. you know some of what we're weaving through here is it it's that point of aloneness, you know, mm. and and I don't want to gloss over uh, skip over that because so many men still in this in this connected age and world that we live in, you know mm. feel alone, you know, and so that is why this work is so important, you know, coming back to the men's work specifically is is there's so many men in our lives that don't feel like they've got someone in their corner in their circle, in their community to lean on, to express with, to share, to be vulnerable with, you know, and I certainly don't take that for, for, for granted. So I want to speak directly into that and actually speak to anyone who's listening, whether you know myself or, you know, Carl or or anyone, any man that may be listening to, to um, to this podcast or, 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 or women or any sort of human, you know, because I think this speaks to all of us is, is you know, um, if if you are feeling that, reach out, you know, reach out specifically, you know, if, if, if you're connected to us in some way, you know, I want to really speak to those men, you know, in my life that, um, you know, perhaps I haven't had a chance to, to connect with in some time. If you're feeling that, all I can mm-hmm. all I can share is is to just reach out you know there are mm-hmm. there are people there are communities there's knowledge you know that's mm-hmm. easily accessible you know that can support you um, with whatever it is that you need you know and if that's as you say Col just to feel less alone you know perhaps mm-hmm. a little bit more safe um then that's important, you know, and that, yeah. and that's so needed. So I just wanted to speak into that. No. And thank you. That's, thank you. It was very beautiful to share that. Cause it's
0: like, sometimes we're doing all of this work and you forget that like, I think part of, uh, I think for every, every human, it's like, as you kind of go through your challenging and most challenging and difficult experiences is to kind of pull the hand, like, you know, send your hand downwards and then help the next person up kind of thing, you know? Um, and I think there's such there's immense power and that whole idea of paid forward, but it's more it's not paid it forward. It's like pull it forward, you know. Like for me, where it's like you once you experience it, pull the next person forward, pull the next like keep pulling people forward, so that they start realizing that it's like the world is, can be a lot more beautiful, uh, delicious, mm. exciting, connected mm. by us exploring and opening up these channels, you know. Um, mm. And which let's go back quickly um, on what we were talking about with uh, in relationship. Right, and I know we kind of expanded. We went uh, down uh, down a, a nice little tangent, um, just in terms of that overall experience. One thing that I was going to say was that that masculine feminine dynamics. We're talking about the equilibrium in relationships. I do want to also mention that it is it is a muscle, and I say it's it is a muscle. It's not it's metaphorically, I guess we're talking about energy, but it's it's this muscle that you can train and we can enhance. And I think that's something that we forget that. Um you know it's it, it's like you 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 can't just drop everything unless you're some superhuman, but you can't just drop everything and go do a hundred mile marathon 100 kilometer marathon right mm. um, you need to train and develop the skills and build up to that and it might be smaller little feats of like one kilometer it starts with the first kilometer second no not even first kilometer first step right before you move mm. to something like that and it's the same thing mm. with this when we're talking about this balance we're starting to create we're talking about creating that awareness of like that healthy and unhealthy masculinity a lot mm. of it is actually, um, it's experience and it, it it does come down to um, training, like reminding yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and something that popped up for me when we were talking about this was this idea of the, the role the ego plays sometimes in this um, and the role of the ego when we get, so again, coming back to a situation, situation being, you know, um, our partner's feeling hurt, Savage so is feeling hurt. Um, what am I going to do to kind of alleviate this or how do I want to show up? The ego has this thing of like, it's about me. So how do I solve this so I feel good? Whereas that stopping that or slowing that mind down a little bit to give that opportunity to see what they need to feel good. Like what's savage? Because savages feel good might not be the healing that I think they they need. And when you put it and flip it over to them, I think that's where we start entering into a realm of like this healthy masculinity, especially Mm. when in direct relationship to a relationship, it's going like, what do they need? And you Mm. don't know what they need. You can make assumptions mm-hmm. of what they need. that person sometimes might not fully know what they need, so your role is to help them uncover what they need, you, yeah. know? and that's yeah. that kind of play of that like where i've I realized like that, that that healthy kind of play comes into it you know? yeah
1: couldn't couldn't agree more brother M- maybe there's an opportunity here for us to give give um whoever's listening to this a little bit of gold, you know, and sort of really start to bring this into um what's something that they can do. You know that's super yeah. simple, yes. right? A practice they can yeah. do to cultivate this, which, them. which you and I uh, obviously have been have been playing playing around with, and it's certainly having an impact in our relationships. And why don't we why don't we sort of talk about the the in practice that, that that we do yeah. um, with our partners, because it speaks to that directly that you just shared. You know, yeah. is, is how yeah. how do you how do you sort of create more of that interaction? You know. Yeah. Um, so so maybe i will create and then you can you can sort of yep. add, add, add to it, like but, it. <laughs> um, it's it's uh it's the concept of a weekly check in you know that we have with our partner, and um the intention with it is to create a space weekly um in our cases I know we're both we're doing this weekly where you come together and you have a conversation um, about um to to check in to check in with each other and we'll get into what that looks like in a sec. But, um, the important thing there is to actually create the space, you know, Mm. and depending on, I think the life you both lead, certainly for Nadia and I, we lead very busy lives. Um, you know, we've got a lot on both personally, professionally. So, um, it's, it can be quite difficult to find that space sometimes. So, um, certainly from, from, well, from our perspective, what's worked is to actually build it in, right? To actually mm. schedule it, right? In, into yeah, our yeah. calendar, on a night, at a certain time. And what's sure. interesting about that is that you can... Um, uh, it, it puts real purpose to it and it puts real intention behind it and it also creates clarity for both of you around what that space is for and when it's going to happen. So mm. uh, I think that's super important, just thinking about how you create space. And when it comes to the process itself, it's really quite simple. It's literally taking a moment to sit in front of each other, uh, be in each other's company, slow right down and step through um, a couple of simple things. So the the first one is, you know, whoever goes first literally has an opportunity to share and check in with where they're at. Um, And um, what that means is actually sharing from, um, from the heart not the head mm. you know so taking yes. taking a moment to actually drop down out of your head into your heart and speaking from that place and that could be anything it could be what are you feeling in your body it could be um, what's alive in you right now it could be what are you holding you know mm. what are you struggling with you know Um, it's less about what happened and the story and all the things, you know, that go on or it's like, I did this this week and I did that this week. You know, it can be a little bit of that, but in in my experience, the value is really about what I'm feeling. Yeah. The feeling, connecting, what I'm feeling, connecting with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's deep, it's deeper, it's deeper than just like a tick the box, you know, Hey, Hey, this is where I'm at sort of thing. No, it's actually take a moment. And connect mm. firstly with yourself, right, and then express that to your partner to go, "Hey, this is what's really going on."
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. This is what's and, really and, going on. And I think a big part of this is um, uh, before we go further. Actually, I want to give this analogy, like this little mm. metaphor, because this is how, like, I, I understood for myself, and it just made a a, a massive difference. We call it, like, we've me and Savage call it, like, these conversations are window cleaning conversation, right? Nice. So, like, what the fuck is the window cleaning conversation? <laughs> But uh, what it is, is I, I can't imagine, and this is not just in your, like I said, like in your intimate relationship, it could be with friends, it could be with your family and relationships you have there. It's actually really powerful to start to have these kind of conversations because it gives you a space to do so, right? Uh, sorry, it gives you a, a space to clean clean your window. Now mm. explain what this means. So uh, between me and Savage, there's this imaginary window, right? you got this imaginary window. What happens throughout the week, and that, that take away if you've never even had this, this is years, then right, and even sometimes it can maybe be difficult. But you got this clear, transparent window when you first meet the person. Over time, the window gets a little bit dirty. Yeah, you know, starts like you know, grime starts building up, uh, dirt starts splashing on it. You know, a little bit of whatever disgusting shit you want to imagine gets thrown on it. As things gradually, like gradually increase, and increase, and increase. What happens is that before we know it. We can't even see through this window clearly. Mm. We have this distorted picture. We're trying to see our other partner, our partner on the other side of this window, but we have this distorted view in front of us with all the dirt, with all the shit that has just accumulated. These moments that we take out on these weekly check ins is our way of like literally bringing out, you know, whatever, Windex or Co., whatever you used to clean, <laughs> right? The water. I, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, what, what, what is it? Vinegar and, um, uh, oh my gosh. Cut, Oh my gosh, now I'm going to struggle with that. But vinegar, the lemon and all that stuff to clean it all out. Whoever's <laughs> yes. listening on this is going to be like, I know exactly what you're saying, but I can't be carbonated something. Um, so what you're doing though, is that like when you start actually bringing this out, you're doing the work to clean this mirror. Like not this mirror, sorry, this window. And as you start cleaning this window, then you start seeing that person for who they actually are. Who Like mm. you, the, the connection, the view of this person becomes so much more clearer. But what you don't realize is every week, stuff still like dirt shit still gets thrown up on this window so it needs to be a weekly practice where you actually like literally i keep i imagine like squeegeeing and spraying and wiping and 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 some some of these issues that have caked on this window take a while to get work through it's not something Mm. like you click your fingers and it's it's freaking done it's Mm. like now you got to put some elbow grease into that right like you really got to push and work together on cleaning it and it's on both sides don't forget because you can clean your side and all that, and start creating a clear p- picture, but they need to also clear their side so that you can—it's a—you know—you can see two ways, right? Mm, beautiful. So, I
1: love that. I love that uh, analogy, <laughs> brother. That's so beautiful. I haven't really thought about it in that way, but yeah, I'm so glad you shared that. You know, look, what I get from that is, let me see you. Mm. You know? let me see yeah. let, let, let's 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 do the work here required to allow ourselves to be f- more fully and clearly seen that's what i get from that
0: you yeah know? and that's 100%. So and that's powerful you know, uh, Hugh, and this is the power. like this is like when you realize this it's like not now that's the metaphor of this if we take it another level deeper right and we actually look at the um the, the just the simple structure of this is like when i it, like you have two of you in this situation one person speaks without interruption right that person, when they speak, like you said, it's from a feeling state as much as possible. I, I'm feeling this, so I'm feeling. And, and remember, feeling is not it, it, like we say. Don't say "I feel" and then talk about an experience. Feeling needs to be brought down to a feeling, like an emotion. Yeah, I'm actually feeling um, unworthy. That's the feeling. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling depressed. Because when you start talking about that feeling, you're tapping actually into the emotion behind it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we we tend to like you know we we talk about feeling more as an experience, so to speak right? Um, but the, so you you get clear on the feeling that you're feeling and, and the feeling might be triggered by something that they've done. Like, um, Savage, I'm feeling um, uh, unworthy because you cracked the shits at me the other day um, and you didn't actually give me a hug or any physical attention, my love language that I needed to heal that part of me, right? Now, this is not saying that she had to do that because the truth is like, it's still up to me to co-regulate that, right? Like I need to work on that. But what we then do is so one, you speak without interruption from that feeling state, Two is that once that person's finished, the the listener, then just repeats back going like... uh, Sorry, two is um, telling the person what you need, right? So if I'm feeling this, I'm feeling um, like I'm feeling unworthy and all that stuff, next time that we have an interaction with this, I would love if you are able to just be a bit softer in maybe your delivery so you can communicate it in this way because I think I will receive it better rather than being triggered and respond uh, in a more aggressive way, right? And then the third thing that happens is that partner repeats it back to you, what you what they've heard, what they've understood, and what you need. Because when they repeat it back, that's without judgment or anything like that, it's just that's your sense of getting acknowledged. That's mm. you going like, okay, they hear me, they understand me, they know what I'm going through right now, you know? And that allows us to, I think, break it up into a, uh, yeah, a more of a balanced kind of way. So I, I just realized I opened it up on my phone just to confirm. So take turns speaking without interruption, Replay back what the other person said. Finish with asking, what do you need? And then the fourth, which we already covered at the start, was that speak from the feeling. How did that make you feel? Rather than blame.
1: Beautiful. You know? yeah, um, nice and yeah, And I feel like,
0: yeah, naturally, I don't know about you, but like for me to watch some weeks, you don't have things there and you just have a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hey, mm-hmm. I just wanted to acknowledge you and honor you for – um, really making me feel like a king to this week. You, like I was mm. going to a really challenging week and you just made me feel super loved. You held so much space for me. Thank you. Um, mm. And this, and the reason why we're going into this as well, and I just to link it back up to everything else, this is talking about healthy and unhealthy masculinity as well as femininity. It's that balance, right? Because creating the space is a very masculine thing. You're creating the structure for it, but allowing to express those feelings, that's a very feminine structure. Mm,
1: beautiful. Right? When
0: you're going into those things and all that stuff, like feeling understood and all that stuff, this this is dynamics of communication and all that, right? But it's, again, tapping into those role models, those energy centers. And that's why I was just like, yeah, like like for me as a man, there is a massive difference when I feel space is being held for me and I can actually share what the fuck is on my heart and what is like (sighs) really weighing me down and it's Absolutely. like and then i want to like i want to cry and i get i, I get goosebumps talking about it cuz i can tap into the feeling of what it feels like to like oh i got a i got a space where i can share and i can be vulnerable yeah. you know to be
1: held in that way you know by mm. by your by your partner you know um yeah that's 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 been incredibly powerful for me as well so um thank you for breaking that down for summarizing it so so beautifully brother i think um, to to cap that off i think what I what I um, encourage people to to do is is you know maybe try something simple like that you know if some some of what we're sharing in this conversation speaks to you you know in your relationship um, starting off with a simple practice like that you know a little weekly mm. check in um, using those steps you just described you'd be surprised you know how much of a difference that can make very very quickly you know in in your relationship bringing it back to some of those things of you know, more trust, greater connection. You know, deeper intimacy, um, mm. feeling, feeling seen more, feeling heard more. You know, um, and from there, you can you can co-create. You know, you can take action. You can talk about the things that need to shift. You know, but from a place of openness and listening. You know, and um, uh, and uh, no, and without judgment.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's where yeah the, the the this feeling of um like and adding on to the summary sorry is this this feeling of masculinity no like and I say masculinity right now because we've been talking quite heavily on it, but like being showing up as a healthy masculine it does take practice um and and you you mentioned uh this before you were saying like don't don't get me wrong, there is still challenges there is still pitfalls <laughs> and all that occur um, plenty that <laughs> making it very clear to people that it's like when you're doing this, a big part of this is giving yourself and asking as well. For space, like mm. for space to fuck up, for space to for for you to go back into old patterning, for, fa- for space for you to uh, make mistakes, um, and asking for that, like asking yourself for your own permission, so you 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 you're less critical of yourself, you're less judgmental of yourself. But then, if you're in a relationship, whatever that may be, or whoever that is with, um, asking the same from them going, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to step into this version of me. This is what I see this person as. And it's having those conversations, like this is my highest self as someone actually who is supporting you, who is playful, who is uh, uh, like feeling alive and ambitious with life, who's creating with the universe and things like that. Um, But at the same time, there's this old part of me, unfortunately, that is um, still stuck in pattern that I have shitty money stories and all that stuff that it's like when I want to change things or I I'm aggressive still and and when I want to change things sometimes I may snap and crack the shits or be rude with my words where it's not needed but it's not my intention behind it it's just you know I, I haven't I'm still working on that energy and you know transmuting that energy in a healthy way mm. you know mm. so yeah beautiful but mate um i think this is a beautiful spot that we can leave off dropping a, a a nice little uh tool that people can use in their own relationships that i know me and you both use and has been mm-hmm. super super effective for for, for us mm-hmm. um Gons, um thank you so much man i honestly you're like one of the wisest people and i am so very very thankful and fortunate that i get to call you a oh, close thank friend you of mine my and and thank you i appreciate you sharing your wisdom on the on the podcast today mate
1: Oh man, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, hopefully that, that's, uh, resonated, you know, landed with, with, with some people that, that listen to this is, uh, again, thank you so much for, um, for the opportunity to come on and share more than anything, just to connect, catch up, have a bit of a, have a bit of a chat, you know, around some of the things that we, um, that we're passionate about, you know, that made a difference in our lives. So thank you again, brother, for the work you're doing here. And, um, uh yeah wish you nothing but uh ongoing success
0: thanks man and for those like you said who gonz is a beautiful soul and uh i will share in the show notes how to reach out to him because i was like man the the impact you've had on so many men's lives um i think it's amazing and i think it needs to just keep uh growing more and more, more man
1: so thank you very much all. love there, thank dude. you pleasure thanks, chat soon
0: If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you know someone who needs to hear this on their own journey, share it with them. Thanks so much for listening, and remember to go inwards and onwards, my friend.